Podcasts are also available on uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, any of your major podcast player. You can go directly to my Jr. site and download it. If you got the Podbean app, you can download it straight into your phone. Um, but this is a question that I get a lot, right? How do I make more money? And it's individual and unique. And the best way to explain it, where I'm bringing a lot of value to everybody uh, who's watching or listening on Facebook, Instagram, or on the podcast is to just explain supply and demand because all money, whether it's investing, whether it's in business, is made based on supply and demand, right? And what do I mean, right? You want to find the opportunities that have uh, more demand than supply, right? So I'll give you like a couple different examples. If you're reading um, recent articles, people are talking about People with trades like plumbers, electricians, uh, contractors are making more money than people who got a four-year finance degree. Well, why is that? Well, for the last 20 or so years, you know, our parents have said, go get a four-year college degree and a master's and go make good money, which that formula worked for their previous generation. Uh, but when there was a flood of people with bachelor's degrees, it became less valuable, especially with the advent of computers who can do a lot. Uh, of the menial tasks that bachelor degrees and some masters even provide. So, or 10 years ago, programmers got paid a whole lot and they still get paid a lot today. I think, I, you know, I talked to my uh, IT guy and it's like $100 an hour to, to pay a programmer to build an app, right? Which is crazy, right? Salespeople, the reason why sales, right, where you don't get paid a salary and you have to bring in money will almost always uh, be one of the highest paid professions. People hate rejection, right? People hate rejection. They're always going to hate rejection. It's emotionally difficult. Computers can't do it. And so that's a job that has paid well since uh, the beginning of time. Some people say, well, Philip, what about crowded opportunities, right? What about opportunities like um, there's a lot of people who can do videos, right? We can all do videos on our phone or iPads or whatever. You know, how do uh, how do I break in there? Um in crowded opportunity, the best thing to do is when there's when there's lots of uh, supply, then do what the supply is not willing to do. For example, it would be super smart if you can do videos to go do free videos to people who have lots of attention, right? So find people who are doing podcasts, who are doing lives, who are doing uh, who have large audiences, a large client base, and work for free, right? Because the people that are doing that that are supplying those services. I'm not going to work for free, but if you're willing to say, hey, let me put in the time to work for free, you can build a pretty large client database, and then those clients will refer you clients. And then once you have demand for, for you and your services, then you could begin to charge, right? And the longer, the longer you don't charge, the more you build up client and attention, and the more you can eventually charge, right? Same, you know, same. I, I use Fiverr as a source for um, doing like, outsource projects. Somebody's doing like a PowerPoint slot for me right now. And you'll see the smart fibers we get in there and I think the minimum job is like five dollars. 
So the smart folks will get in there and say, yeah, I'll do it for five bucks. They don't have any ratings. They don't have a lot of jobs. People don't have a lot of trust in them. They don't have any demand. And so they'll just do jobs, get ratings, get the uh, recommendations or what do you call those things, the reviews, and they'll just they'll build that. And then if you see somebody uh, who, if, if you're looking for a job and you want it to get done right, you don't always want to go with the cheapest. But if you see somebody who's paying like, who there's people in there who pay like, who charge like 10 times what everybody else is charged, but you look but you look at the reviews and the ratings and you're like, man, this person is good. So I'll pay that rate uh, because they, they um, glad you did, Sharita. They uh, get to charge that rate because they have, they have a background, right? So free work helps really build demand for what you're doing. Uh, it's a lot like what I'm doing, right? People say, People say, hey, Philip, you're crazy for giving out all this good information uh, for free and you're putting in time and effort to, to, to write books that I give away a lot for free, to write emails on my email list that I give away a lot of free advice. If you're not on it, go to my website, StonehillWM.com or PhilipWashingtonJr.com and hop on. Give a lot of free advice through that. I give a lot of free advice through videos and podcasts and they're like, people pay you for advice and you give it away for free. I'm like... Well, yeah, man, people aren't knocking down my door right now to give me a million dollars. So until they do, um, I'm going to just keep giving away my stuff for free to build to build demand. Right. Um, it's uh, same. Also, I'll, I'll stick to what I'm doing. It's same also, you know, with me going from being a commission based advisor for eight years. While I was making lots of money um, on a commission basis that I realized, hey, wait, fee only is a better route. And most people that I educate on the two options, pick fee only. So let me go back to being broke again, build a fee only practice, which I did and incomes back up. And really five and 10 years from now, when that's mainstream, when everybody really wants a fee only advisor, they're going to say, well, man, that guy Philip was the only one talking about it. And he educated me about it. And the amount of clients I'm going to get over everybody else is going to be crazy. Right. But I'm going where there's low supply doing the hard things, um, uh, to be able to get, the mo a lot more economics moving forward. And so um, uh, this rule applies the same in investing. It, it goes back to whenever you talk to your investment advisor, if you have one or your financial planner um, or anybody who you know who's invested, they're like, hey, when you invest money, don't touch it. Put money in there as it grows. Don't touch it because the longer you don't touch it, the more money you're going to have down the way, right? The longer you can put money in and put more money in and don't touch it and don't need it, it grows more, it gets stronger, right? Um, you're, you're supplying the market with your money and the more money you give it, the longer you leave it in there, um, the more money you're going to have. And so um, this making money is like super simple. It's supply and demand. You supply um, what the market needs and do it where there's demand and you'll get lots of money, right? You can also go in advance of demand. If you, if you think demand is low right now, but you think it's increasing over time, requires patience, but you can get in there and start creating the uh, supply for a small demand that's trending up and make some money. So I, I gave some specific advices, but what I, uh, advice, but what I really want to do is kind of give you the overarching um, theme of how to make money so you can apply it to your own uh, situation. So as I always say, this is not meant, oh, by the way, I almost forgot, like if you're not going to my Wealth Building One, Wealth Building One-on-One -on -one event next week, 
September 19th, 6 to 8 p.m. at Checker Pass Winery in Dallas. You can look on the Ask Philip page. It's pinned to the top. Uh, or go to Eventbrite Masterclass Wealth Building 101. Sign up. Be great networking. It's free. The first few people that get there paying for wine. Uh, but it'll be super educational um, and good advice. So this is for educational and informational purposes, not meant to be financial or investment advice. You need to seek your own counsel before making decisions. Investing involves risk. You can lose money. Uh, so I hope this helps somebody. And here's a, here's something I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start asking the question, you know, where, how much money do you want to have in five years? Where do you want to, what do you, or what do you want to be doing with your life? Or what do you want to do with your time five years from now? And what are you doing about it? Y'all enjoy your day.